Welcome to the Investing Evolution Podcast with Vince Esposito and Rob Isbitz from SunGarden Investment Research. We are an investment firm that takes an alternative approach to the most common investor objectives, preservation, income, and long-term growth. We focus on bottom line outcomes, not what everyone else is doing. In this podcast, we clarify confusing investor issues, bust investment myths, and discuss how to invest in any investment climate. Our number one goal is to help you think about investing in a different way, a more straightforward way, without all the fluff and sales tactics of the Wall Street culture. Listen in as we share stories and insights on how to offer a truly unique approach to investing. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another Investing Evolution podcast. Today we have both Rob Isbitz and Vis Esposito on the podcast because we're going to dive into something that I have yet to hear about on another podcast, especially when it comes to financial services, which is how investors and advisors should be teammates and not opponents. Now, you know, Rob uses a lot of sports analogies. Uh, we, we definitely show how the team approach here is really important. We've talked about it on this podcast previously, but Vince, when you talk about how investors and advisors really need to be working together, what is the first step? Transparency. I think it's so important, Matt, in this day and age to operate with with true transparency if you want to be teammates in, in working together. And I'm talking about transparency in the investment process and what you own and, and, and knowing why you own the certain investments within a portfolio, uh, full transparency when it comes to fees and, and really everything that has to do with uh, a, a relationship between an advisor and their client or, or even a, a third party money manager and their advisor so that they can translate that to their clients. I think it's very, very important. I want to play devil's advocate right out of the gate here because, Vince, it seems to me with the prospectus and things I get in the mail that I don't even know if my advisor can be fully transparent because I don't think my advisor has any idea what I'm invested in. Well, do you need a new advisor? I might know one <laughs> <laughs> that you can talk to. <laughs> well, just answer the darn question, will you? <laughs> um, you know, I think if your advisor is is operating as a true fiduciary, somebody, someone who works on, on a fee-only basis like we do and many of the folks that we work with do, uh, they can be transparent. It's just, I think, a matter of if they want to share all the nitty-gritty details with you or if you're asking the right questions. And, you know, Matt, on the uh, as the kind of old man on the panel here, uh, I can think back to 20, 30 years ago where it wasn't this complicated and there wasn't maybe that much distance between the investor whose money was being put to work and the financial advisor, broker, investment manager who was actually making the decisions. And I think one of the things that we've done at Sun Garden is we brought the two parties back together uh, because there's been uh, over the last maybe 20 years, everything has kind of been, uh, if you will, sort of a, a pooled product approach. You know, uh, the advisor, the uh, the financial uh, advisor just does the planning and the relationship management and they leave the money management to somebody else. Well, we're that somebody else. And it actually reminds me uh, of an old joke. And believe it or not, it has nothing to do with baseball. If you guys know the difference between... Shocker. 
What's that? Yeah, That's right. Shocker. <laughs> you guys know the difference between God and a doctor? I'm staying out of this one. So, yeah, Rob, go ahead. <laughs> I don't blame you, Matt. <laughs> God doesn't think he's a doctor. Oh. Boom, boom. Now, now, all the doctors listening, just a joke. <laughs> uh, Vince and I have many friends who are in the medical field. Uh, but uh, I, I uh, gave a talk one time uh, to a uh, CPA uh, group uh, down here in South Florida, and I opened with that. And I said, well, there's an analogy in our business. A financial advisor that does planning versus an investment manager. The difference between an investment manager, which is more what we are, as opposed to a holistic do-everything-for-you financial planner is that the investment manager knows that they're not the holistic planner. But there are a lot of holistic planners that have taken on the mantle of being the money manager, and they can get away with that as long as the markets don't suck. Right. And when the markets start to suck, it gets a lot harder. And that is very often where investors and their advisors stop being teammates and they become opponents because uh, the advisor is just kind of catch up catching up to oh okay i guess i better look at these accounts now it's been a while yeah rob but right at the right at the outset here i don't even know if advisors and investors know the questions to ask where do we begin where do we get this information so we can have an intelligent conversation and be teammates you're asking me or rob I, I just I, I think I just kind of cast that out there to see which one of you is going to go ahead and bite on that lure there. <laughs> well, the con the conversations at Sun Garden usually start with Vince. So if you yeah. want to take a crack at that first. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a crack at it, Rob. Sure. So you're right, Matt. I think it gets back to what we were talking about before, right? You, you don't even know what questions to ask your advisor to make sure that they're being fully transparent in everything that they tell you. So... But I want to rewind back to what Rob was talking about. I said, first of all, I think it's advisors that hold themselves out as financial planners and hire someone else, a professional money manager, to actually manage the accounts are spot on. I mean, these guys are genius, right? This is something that came to be, I don't know, what, maybe 10, 15 years ago. A lot of financial planners were, I think, after the financial crisis, anyways, realized that managing money is a full-time job. And if you're if you're a planner and you're managing relationships and and doing other financial planning type tasks and things for your clients, you can't spend all your time managing money. So again, genius for them to hand that off. What what you have to realize as a consumer, Matt, is that there's so so there's a few people that are getting paid there. You you're going to have a an asset manager who's getting paid to manage the assets, and then your financial planner who's getting paid to manage other things for you and your relationship and, and also go out and make sure that he or she is hiring the right managers to match up to your risk tolerance and your goals and aspirations for you and your family. So I think it's important to start to ask if there are layers of fees, who's getting paid and how they're getting paid and why and what they're doing for that. You know, I when we were preparing for the podcast, I told you guys I wasn't going to we were going to skip this question. But I think you just Vince, you just really opened up a door when it comes to full transparency. One of the other issues that we have found is when it comes to income producing revenue, that a lot of the other products and services that people use 
are not as easy to have that level of transparency. Would you guys mind uh, helping us with that a little bit? Sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot of advisors will use annuities to uh, and insurance products to generate income. But I think it's gotten a lot better, man. I mean, back in the day, like you said, you'd have to dig through a prospectus to find out what all the charges and expenses were in these products. And they would add up to a lot, uh, a lot more than people ever thought it should be and, and what was reasonable. But I think insurance companies have gotten a lot better at disclosing what their fees are. A lot of times, you and, and we don't have any on the books here at SunGarden, so I don't, I don't know specifically how it works, but a lot of this stuff, it's out there. It's on the statements. Advisors are, are being really, really good about disclosing all these, these different fees nowadays. So all, all part of transparency, right? Uh, th th this is, yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of debate right now, sort of uh, socially, politically about what the internet age has done that has helped society and what has harmed society. This is one of the areas, at least in our business, the fact that you can look up the uh, let's call it the compliance track record of uh, an advisor online in seconds, or you can look up the fees, or you can look at maybe what other people have said about either an advisor or, or an investment program. So it's a little bit easier for the uh, investor to do their homework. Uh, however, the burden shouldn't be all on them. And that's where I think we come back to the investor comes in, like you were saying, Matt, investor comes in and they don't know what questions to ask. Well, the advisor should be able to guide them. And it's it's really a matter of not pulling any punches, especially at the beginning. You get a holistic view uh, up front. And in a case like ours, as a little bit more of an investment management specialist uh, who, who can be in touch and collaborate with the other advisors that the client has, uh, you know, sometimes we're going to be a core player in the client's financial life. And sometimes we're going to be more of a role player. And, and just determining that is something I think that uh, you know, Vince and our advisory team uh, try to do from the get-go. So yeah. let's talk about how you guys are good teammates to advisors. Let, let's break that down a little bit because I think you've now opened a door that's uh, wide enough for everybody to walk through mentally. So let's walk through it together. Um, how do you help with full transparency, open communication, um, good, solid qual quality information for advisors who aren't investment managers to have good information for their clients? Yeah, good question, Matt. So as as many folks who listen to our podcast might know, we are the sub-advisor of um, uh, the Dunham Alternative Dividend Fund, which is a 40-act mutual fund. And we have many, many advisors around the country that use our fund in their strategy or in, in their uh, portfolio allocation. And I think what, what a lot of our uh, advisor clients appreciate about working with Rob and me and the rest of our team is that we also come at this from an angle of having a lot of experience as asset allocators in our past life, right? So we, before we started uh, SunGarden, Rob started SunGarden, and then I, I joined him and we, we, the way we run money is very specific at this point for, for the mutual fund in, in particular. And so we can help advisors unpack that 
and see how it actually fits into what they're trying to do for their clients, right? Because they don't just own our strategy. They're going to plug our strategy into a mix of, of, you know, different funds or ETFs or even individual equities or bonds and things that they own. And sometimes it's hard for them to, to wrap their head around how that, how that works, what that would do to their portfolio. And, and, and we can help walk them through that. Plus and minuses. And, and one of the differences, uh, fellas, I think with us versus your typical, uh, what do you call it, institutional money manager, mutual fund manager, is that our old job is, is very similar to what their current job is. You know, Vince kind of alluded to this. We, we have been in different parts of the business when uh, it was a little bit less specialized. And I think Vince and I both in our careers as they went on separately and then together, we, we start out a little bit more uh, generalist, start to figure out what we loved and uh, to do and what we were pretty good at and uh, rolled along to the point where we're a bit more uh, specialized, dare I say, a little bit, a little bit niche in, in what we do and that we don't try to do everything for, for people, but we know how to direct them because we used to have that advisor's job in some form. You compare that to your typical uh, money manager and they've probably spent almost their entire career doing what they're doing now. And it's hard to have the perspective unless you have been in the other's shoes. And I think that's one of the biggest advantages when when an advisor works with us. And I think it also uh, makes us uh, a bit more discerning when it comes to managing money because uh, we've seen the industry some, from so many angles between us. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point, Rob. It's it's a whole different conversation. And I remember back in the gosh, back in the day, I mean, 90s, when, when I first started in this business and, and having conversations when, you know, back then it was basically, we were just allocating money into mutual funds and that, that, that's what everybody was doing. Mm-hmm. And I remember you could get a portfolio manager on the phone if you, you know, if, if you wanted to speak with them, to talk to them about how their strategy worked and they can talk to you all day long about what, what their strategy does, but, but ask a lot of them, Okay, that sounds great. So here's what I have currently. Where, where does this fit? And they have absolutely no idea because they just don't have the perspective or the experience in working with, you know, with clients to help them pursue their goals and build portfolios. They just, it's not what they do. Vince, um, you, know what, you know what it's like? It's like, yeah, have you seen those IBM commercials? It's like Watson. <laughs> you know the 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 computer that uh, I can't quite tell if it's a computer or a human, yeah. but you know it's either a, it's either a computer that's simulating a human or a human that's simulating a computer, an actor. But uh, that that's that's it. It's yeah. it, it it tends to not really be as much of a human conversation uh, because that uh, they're you know they have not lived on the other side of the advisor uh, money manager relationship. Mm-hmm. Now you talked about the 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 fund that you guys have, but when it comes to uh, anything outside of that fund, you have a different approach because you guys aren't just doing what you used to do in the '90s, Vince, which is to asset allocate into a bunch of other funds. Sun Garden does it differently. Would you mind just kind of popping the hood a little bit and telling us a little bit more about that? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, the, the first thing is we we're we're an investment advisory firm, and and we spend a lot of time and effort and energy on research. So, and that you know, Rob, uh, as our chief investment strategist, pretty much leads the charge when it comes to uh, rolling up our sleeves and doing the hard work to figure out how we want to invest money for our clients. And what's different about what we do is, you know, traditionally you would allocate money amongst different asset classes and you'd have exposure to, you know, maybe some foreign markets and, and different types of bonds and, and maybe Europe and Asia and small cap and large cap and all these different things would make up a, a portfolio. And it worked, it worked beautifully for a long, long time. We don't, we don't subscribe to that, right? We don't believe that you should have exposure to certain asset classes, if they don't look like to us, if we if it looks like the the reward risk trade off is is you know is not good, then we're not going to put money there. Uh, so we we take a different philosophy. We we do um, we buy a lot of individual equities. We like to buy companies that have solid balance sheets that pay good dividends that have are in businesses that we like. But we also do quite a bit. Uh, especially lately, Rob, quite a bit of tactical work because yes, we what we've recognized is that, like we talked about in our last podcast, you know, the markets don't work like they used to work. It, 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 things, things have changed a lot in the last few years, especially in the last six months to a year. So we spend a good amount of time being very, very tactical in, in what we buy and how long we're we're going to hold it. And, and you know, we, we really break up our portfolio into different time frames as opposed to different asset classes. And then one thing we do in our flagship strategy, which is our most conservative strategy, we call it hedge dividend. We run it in separate accounts for our private clients. It's also what our, our mutual fund is based on. We always, always, always have something in that portfolio that's designed to go up when times get tough. And we call it hedging and I won't get into the de details of how it works or what we do on this podcast, but suffice it to say in different degrees, we always have some sort of portfolio insurance. And uh, right now we've got a whole bunch of it and it's really, really serving us and our clients well. Yeah, for another for another day and another podcast on the on the specifics, but I I, I really like what Vince said there because I think again going back to sort of the headline of of today, you know, investors and advisors working together. I think that both groups of people they're just now really learning what asset allocation is just in time for what they know as asset allocation, quote unquote, uh, is starting to not work. And it has been yeah. not working for a while. But the problem is, you know, look, it, this is this can be complex stuff. And so it's hard enough to start thinking, OK, stocks and bonds, I allocate between them. I own uh, four different types of bonds and seven different types of stocks. And I rebalance and all these other you know cute buzzwords. But as Vin said, we don't look at asset allocation as how much should I own in these different boxes. We don't operate in a in a tight box. We're much more flexible in what we consider to be allocation. And so he brought one excellent example, which I think has been the one that's the biggest 
part of our recent evolution as investors, because every investor should be evolving, not just doing what they did 5, 10, 15 yep. years ago. Yep. Amen to that. So the, the biggest difference is allocating uh, one's money between the stuff that we think we can hold for a few years and the stuff that we think we may be renting. You know, some yeah. some investments are to be owned and some are to be rented. And we're doing a lot more renting than owning, kind of like uh, the millennial generation, from what I read. Yeah. Yeah. And and that and that'll change, too. Right. I mean, it's just that, that, that that's what that's what we think is, is going to work now. And you know, six months from now, a year from now, we, we might be uh, renting less and, and owning more. And that's the whole deal about having a flexible mandate within your process. But. I think, Matt, where, where a lot of folks get tripped up is they, they just don't know any other way than what they've been taught. And, and it, I think I brought this up before on another podcast. Rob and I grew up in this business. It's it, it it's really all I've ever done professionally. And I think and same goes same goes for you, Rob. So this is what we were taught growing up in this business. And, and up until probably only a few years ago, it was considered the way we run money in a, in, in a long, short strategy is how I would describe it was considered only for like the Uber rich and the, and the, and the institutions who gave their money to these hedge funds that were, you know, had ridiculously high minimums and, and stupid fees and weren't just really available to, to most folks, even high net worth folks. So I think just knowing that there's another way to do it, um, and, and starting to explore that, I think, goes a long way for advisors and their clients and, and just being transparent as far as, hey, this is you know, this may be a little different than what you've you've heard about in the past. But here's why I think it's going to work moving forward. Here's how it works. And, and whether it's a car or a clothing style, neither of which I know a whole lot about or or an approach to asset allocation there's nothing worse if you are the investor or if you are the hardworking financial advisor that's trying to guide investors and keep up with all this in any of those cases the worst feeling is to find out that you thought you were on the cutting edge and as it turns out it's really passe hmm. Yeah. And that's that's what's happening with with I think a lot of the folks in our industry. They're just catching up to the wonders of the quote sixty forty portfolio, uh, just when it's about three years into not really working that well, yeah. uh, with with an outlook that is worse than it was. And Vince is right. You know, we will adapt and be very flexible in the investment process. But the point I, I think maybe more important than any at least that I've made in the last uh, few minutes is that. When, when it comes down to it, the you just have to be open minded as as an investor. Uh, if if the end in, if the end goal of the client is they have specific objectives, well, the idea is just do whatever needs to be done in in order to to get the job done. And, and sometimes the job is over a shorter term period of time, sometimes over a longer term period of time. But and the job for each client is different. Mm -hmm. But that's you know, the bottom line, getting the job done. Not, not you know, that I, I say around here all the time, you know, we don't need to go for style points. We just need to get the job done. Yeah. You know what, too, Rob, on, 
along the lines of transparency and what you just said, I've had a lot of conversations with, with our clients over the last few months that we're wondering why we've been so conservative in the way we've been running money for the last year. And we're really kind of pushing me in the direction of, yeah, I, I want to get more aggressive. I want to make more money. I want to, you know, I, I, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, and I had to give some pushback. And I think this mm-hmm. goes a long way as, as an advisor and, you know, yeah, we're mostly investment advisors in it, but in our investment advisory role, to to make sure that we're really upfront with the clients. Look, ultimately, it's it's our clients' money, right? If they wanted to get more aggressive and really pushed on it, and, and that's what they wanted to do, then fine, we you know we would do it. But not after fighting them tooth and nail. But when when it, knowing what we know from a from a research standpoint, not a good time to get more aggressive. Not a good time. And so I, you know we've had several conversations like that lately uh well not lately because things are really weird uh the last couple of months but a few months ago and so it, it i think that goes a long way with folks too it's like look no i don't think now's a good time to do that and and you know it's it's not just a gut feel i mean uh, i'm sure in future oh, no. uh future podcasts we'll we'll go back to to uh, the whole concept of the investment climate. And, and yes, uh, end of January 2018 was when we basically said, look, start using bear market rules. And that's not the same thing as saying, oh, well, the market's going to go down and right away. Uh, but right. it does at least communicate to the end investor or the advisor that's using some of our, our, our stuff that that we're on it, we have an opinion, this is what the opinion is, and we'll be as flexible as we can be with within that opinion. And sure. I, I think, Vince, uh, maybe you're being a little bit modest because I think there are two reasons why you were holding your ground. And we talked about this stuff a lot as it was going on, and, and it's something that we come to expect. But there's two reasons I can think of, maybe three, that that you were approaching those discussions the way they were so you didn't just kowtow to what the client wanted because that would be being uh, not a teammate because teammates help each other especially when they think the other teammate you know might might be a little bit a little bit off pace mm-hmm. so here are those reasons okay the fir- the the first reason uh, was 2008 financial crisis the second mm-hmm. reason is 2000 to 2002 com bubble and again, for old timers like uh, me, uh, there's also the 1987 crash. Mm-hmm. And you can even go further back to the Watergate era, 73, 74. Uh, I write about all this stuff on Forbes, but, but you and I have lived through at least the latter half of, of those messes. Yep. And, uh, and you just, you know, you, 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 I can look at the numbers all day long, but there is also a, uh, anecdotal ev- bit of evidence that you get, uh, you know, kind of like uh, they used to say years ago when they were cab drivers and not Uber and Lyft drivers. Uh, well, you know the market's going to peak because the cab driver's giving you stock tips. Yeah. Yep. This time around, it was Bitcoin. Yeah. What? Et what? Cetera, uh, et cetera. What? What haven't I asked you uh, so far? So, what? How do you guys want to wrap this up? What is another good way, or another thing that our listeners need to pay attention to to make sure that they are teammates and not opponents? 
I think uh, it comes down to a very simple trade-off. We are going to work tenaciously. We're never going to stop thinking. We're never going to stop evolving. We're always going to assume we can be wrong at any point. Uh, We're never going to stop innovating. We're going to balance risk and uh, reward, and that's risk of major loss, you know, with a reward potential, and we're going to think about their objectives. That's our part of the bargain of being a teammate. And all we ask of the investor is that they have patience with the process and that they ask questions. They're willing to be educated, uh, maybe not uh, given a PhD in uh, Sun Garden investment philosophy, but uh, they're at least open to it. And uh, there's a sort of stream of consciousness that we deliver through communications. And and that's it. I mean, if, 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 if we can do what I just said we would do and they agree to do what they do, we're going to be great teammates and never opponents. Yeah, I think great point. All great points, Rob. I, I really can't add to that. Wow. Rob, I you just, the last word, man. Yeah, dude, you just I left mean, Vince you, speechless. I, what the heck? I would say, look, don't, <laughs> all right, I will. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the level of communication, I think, is is critical, right? I mean, just just communicating why we're not always going to get it right. No, no one can. And, and we, and we don't pretend to be able to do that, but keeping the lines of communication open with the clients, making sure that everybody understands why we're doing what we're doing. And as it pertains to helping them pursue their goals, I think if, if we just continue to do that, Rob, and, and everybody out there who's in our business continues to do that, then life is good. And we are definitely fans of uh, our industry coming along and uh, and and promoting this teammate uh, concept. Uh, it's not just us. Well, guys, thank you very much for your thought leadership today. This is a great conversation. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. If you are working with somebody who isn't constantly evolving and they are not communicating with you so you have the confidence to have that full transparency, please make sure that you look up Vince and Rob. Follow Rob, you know, read the articles that he's got going out on Forbes. They're absolutely fantastic. But go ahead and go to the Sun Garden website. Take a look at who they are and what they do. And if you think that you need the Sun Garden evolutionary advantage, please make sure that you reach out to them. So for Rob Isbitz and for Vince Esposito, this is Matt Halloran. And we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to the Investing Evolution podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Vince Esposito and Rob Isbitz are investment advisor representatives with Dynamic Wealth Advisors, DBA Sun Garden Investment Research. All investment advisory services are offered through Dynamic Wealth Advisors. The material in this podcast has been distributed for informational purposes only. The material contained in this podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell any security or offer any investment advice. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without expressed written permission. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Vince Esposito and Rob Isbitz are also the sub-advisors of the Dunham Alternative Dividend Fund. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risk factors, charges, and expenses of the Dunham Alternative Dividend Fund carefully before investing. This and other important information is contained within the fund's prospectus, which may be obtained by contacting your financial advisor or by calling toll-free 800-442-4358. Please read prospectus materials carefully before investing.